Southern. 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 Knowledge. Knowledge podcast. You damn dirty ape. You are now kicking in with the best hone in our craft, and we are doing our thing. It is the Southern Knowledge Podcast with and Uncle Daddy Luke. What's going on, man? How was your week? I see you're a bit under the weather, apparently, huh? Uncle Luke. If if I don't make it past this week, I'm sorry. I love everyone. I went to the I went to the liquor store today. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay. And I got me six Coronas. Really? And I, and I drank one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to make it. Uncle <laughs> Bro, funny. Did you see when I posted that on Twitter about the party I went to with uh, You said it on the podcast. We talked about it on the podcast. That shit is absolutely crazy to me. Don't you think Corona would actually be shut down as a company if that was the reason why this shit is going on? I know they're taking a major loss. A major loss. And if you don't know what's going on. Uh, sorry to be kind of, you know, offensive there. I was, you know, practicing my corona cough. Um, as lately things have been going forward with the coronavirus, at first a lot of people may have thought this was just a little hysteria. You know, people just taking things over, uh, you know, over what they need to be or overestimating things. And then people came out like Elon Musk recently saying that the coronavirus is just a panic. It's overhyped. But people are going all out now. You know, as we've seen. First hand now, South by Southwest events have been canceled. And Uncle Luke, both of us are Houston natives. Well, not Houston natives, I'm sorry. Houston, Houstonians at this moment. And everyone that's in Houston knows that the rodeo is a major event in Houston. And I'm kind of contemplating if I want to go in that, Uncle Luke, because of the possible Is it going on right now? It's going on right now. Yeah, I think, speak. I think I just seen, actually, the other day, Chance the Rapper was performing there. I thought I didn't know I it was an like actual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was performing uh, Ultralight Beam and all that bullshit on his new album. But I didn't know that the actual radio was going on right now. And especially, too, that they decided to do it. I think it's maybe more so a texting thing. You know, it's us Texans. We're going to have our fucking rodeo every mm-hmm. fucking year. We don't care if it's any fucking outbreak that happens. We're going to have our shit. But for South by Southwest, and not even just that, they're actually contemplating for the Olympics oh, to be shut possibly. to cancel this year. Do you think this being overblown or, do you, overblown, or do you think this is, you know, the right respective actions to what's going on with the coronavirus? That's cool you asked me like that. And it's funny that you brought up Elon Musk because I saw his tweet actually before I drove over here to your humble abode. If you're asking my opinion, and this might be the, uh, 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 maybe it's a popular opinion or opinion a lot of people share, the earth itself as uh, uh, just a, a functioning planet, you know, of course, has its up and downs and it has its own way of, I think you brought this up before, population control. Now, if you don't know what coronavirus is, in the simplest aspect, the simplest way to put it, it is literally the flu. It's just the flu that you get. It's, I don't know. I, I'm it, looking, I'm I said the simplest. It's, say the simple, it's the simple. That's the simplest way to put it. It is an extreme. You know, it's a different strand of it. It's COD nineteen. If you get it, you'll have like uh, you'll be sick for like nine or seven days. Apparently, right? But is it oh, okay? I mean, go ahead. Uh, and we are just armchair, you know, biologists. Uh, you know, and uh. What are people that study diseases and stuff? The CDC or something? Anyways, look, we're just CDC, right? We're just speaking what we're speaking. Now, look, 
I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of things mixed. I've been seeing mixed reporting about it. And I've even been seeing videos where they're like, hey, the misinformation, this didn't come from eating bats, X, Y, Z, which there's always <laughs> misinformation. The next level I really want to look at this is from, I've seen so many articles come out where they say this person was um, found to have the coronavirus, but they ended up going to this public event. And I'm seeing people do X, Y, and Z. And it's just showing me that in this day and age, how easy it is. If this is serious, which we all know a lot of times, whether it's Ebola or whatever it is, it's a major thing going around. And then a year or two later, we're like, whatever happened to this? But I'm saying if this is something that's serious and that's spreading and contagious and can actually kill people, I just think it's so easy nowadays for things to pass, whether it's people not being able to go and afford the doctor's visit to know for sure if they actually have this or they can't miss work. Because and and no, let me say this real quick too it is cheaper to get a round trip flight to south korea who is giving out free exams to see if you have coronavirus or not than to go down the street to your local doctor that you have to pay three thousand dollars for just to get a checkup just to note that it's weird because with capitalism you know there is no moral base so if it costs if i can make money off this other than you know when it's a catastrophe or something like that you can't be arrested it's if you're raising the prices nine hundred dollars round that's crazy and you could get it free and you have to pay three thousand dollars for you but okay but that's the actual premise of what i was saying to begin earlier before you went on your little tangent about it as well too <laughs> i think you are gravely overestimating what a sickness does I mean, they're already in the works of some kind of uh, 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 medicine or some anti-deterrent or whatever the fuck it's called. Vaccine. Um, Anti-vaccine. Cure. Working for. But, of course, apparently it happened from somebody doing something that they're not supposed to be doing. That's just like every other fucking uh, uh, sickness that's ever had an outbreak. It's only a 3% mortality rate. It's things that are higher out there that are... Affecting, I mean, I think it's just, uh, uh, I think you like to say it, a microwave society that we're living in. It's just what's hot right now, what's fresh on the presses. Uh, people are confirmed dying from it. It's kind of easy to get. It's not airborne. Uh, you have to be actually, it's like a flu, man. You just have to touch your body, your face, your hands. Anyway, it's not airborne. You can't get it from just being around somebody that has it. I think it's just a super, it's not airborne, bro. It's not. It's confirmed not airborne. It's Okay, let me ask you this. If you're willing to go far enough to say this is just overhyped, this is overdrawn, this is all this X, Y, and Z, okay. will you then go to the next route and go to almost a, a conspiracy theorist type of view and say this is like a chemical warfare test or this is just, you know... I don't know. Uh, you said something uh, about uh, that uh, earlier. Uh, uh, I wanted to hear what you... What no, your I'm not saying that's, that's what I believe. I've... I've Yes, I've seen people say things like that. Say, "Hey, this is chemical warfare. This is China doing X, Y, and Z." But I want to so ask you if you're saying, you know, this is nothing to be worried about. This will be blown over soon. What's the next step you can take that to for people to come to this conclusion? What What do you say about that? And what is the next step if this is just something simple about people taking things like this and going so far with it? Of course, it sucks if somebody's caught this thing and they actually end up dead passing from it. I think it affects children and uh, elderly people the most who have the more likeliest chance to die from actually catching the coronavirus, i.e. Uh, COV-19, COV CODV-19, I think is what it's called uh, in actual terms. What, what else is that just like who get the flu? Who have a more likely chance from dying from it elderly and young people but 
with that said, I th- I think the next recourse is just confirming to people, man, there's been stuff in the past that's had a higher mortality rate. I think it's just barely over 3% of people that get this actually end up dying from it. You know, Uncle Luke, uh, so, the, the one major thing for me is I really want this coronavirus and everything and this hysteria, if it is, to pass because I'm trying to go to the ATL orgy and I don't want to have to worry about being quarantined. Okay, that's also funny you say like that, that too because <laughs> the uh, uh, flight industry, the traveling agencies. A flight would probably be the worst thing to be on. They right are now. down 80% in profits. For the pat for the month of uh, February, but it makes I think that's why is this the best time to travel? Yeah, yes, maybe. But I also think this is why like this is why zombie movies are almost sometimes maybe the most should be the most realistic sci-fi movie because zombies theoretically can happen. You know, a lawyer uh, always put in his contracts that. It's just as God know. He said he always puts uh, in the case of a zombie outbreak that the money will be what's called. But since he never put uh, 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 what's the term that says if it's an act of God happens that he doesn't even put that. He puts the actual zombie outbreak. But I think it can be possible because if you know there's fungi, there's um, bacteria, there's small, you know, smaller animals, even with fish or uh, with ants that can make their pray or whatever do their bidding or do what they will by burrowing whether it's into their brain or getting into through the nervous system or anything like that so how far-fetched far-fetched is it that there be a uh, biome or some fungi that can take over the human brain to where you're dead your brain dead it's just making your nerves and things like that work to where you're actually being a zombie i think something like that isn't that far-fetched if you really want me to just go all the way left all the way outside of the <laughs> right, baseball like, field, <laughs> all the way left. I think that is a possibility. And when people watch zombie movies, I think you really should be fearful of that contamination. <laughs> um, the world has been living on for how many millions of years now? And don't you think it's what do you like mean that, the world? The the actual Earth itself, thirteen point eight billion, if I'm not mistaken. So if something like that would have been happened, don't you think it should have already happened by now? Or Just could because have something has not happened does not mean that it cannot happen. Because, you know, the people still catch, like, the actual black plague, like, nowadays. It's just, it's not a serious I think in disease. our lifetime there will be, the, I, don't, I don't think, when it will be something down like to that it, that'll kill 40% of the population. Yes, because, look, look like, <laughs> to boil down that. this whole coronavirus situation and kind of wrap it up, in the end, in the end, all in all, me, I am going to be um, careful with going going with this coronavirus. I don't care if people say, "Hey, this isn't something major," or if some people saying it is major. Because I have seen some t- statistics showing about how many people got it, how many people has passed, and how it surpassed a lot of things from the past. That kind of wrap around. But anyways, I'm gonna take this serious. I'm gonna I'm gonna wash my hands consistently. I'm gonna put on sanitizer. I don't. I don't even want to risk it. I don't even want to go down that route to where I have to try some woo-woo or some, some you know, herbal S&T or something like that. To where I even have to go down that route. I don't even want to go there. I'm going to protect myself to the best I can. I don't want people germs anyways. Don't touch me. Do you think, do you think uh, uh, it is hella worth it right now with the super cheap airfare prices to actually take trips and I'm, stuff like I'm that? I'm starting to think you're an agent for Expedia. If you bring up airline prices one more time, and you just said that four times. Well, it's because you got a person. It's, no, no, no. It's a person like me who doesn't enjoy traveling. People aren't traveling at all right now. The prices are down uh, uh, 60 to 70%. 
if you if it, you're a person like me who thinks this coronavirus thing is getting uh getting blown out of proportion, why wouldn't you take a super cheap trip right now just to go anywhere if you had the money to do it? I mean, if you had the money to do it, would you do it? Would you get on the airplane right now if you could? Because ninety percent. You remember people, the game, uh, the plague from uh, the app store? I asked you about. I think you say you remember. You it. asked me about that, Uncle Luke. You from know, high school. Since since I was a kid, I had to jump off the porch, so I never really had time to play oh, games. Okay, okay, you I, know? Got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. You know, so I I never played that game uh, in particular. Uh huh. But you know, so that that's not something that's really just that in my field of range. <laughs> But I, I will say I understand the the concept of what you of what you're saying. Mm. I will, I do understand that. So I guess you kind of want to get go ahead and get off this topic. Is there anything else that you just want to bring up about COV nineteen to end off this topic with? Look, COVID-19. man, whether it's whether it's coronavirus, hepatitis, chlamydia, herpes, H one N one, swine flu, emphysema. Gingivitis, hepat- whatever it is, protect yourself. Protect Just yourself. protect yourself. People out here living foul. People out here fucking goats. People out here not taking no bath. So just protect yourself at all times and always assume the worst. If you look at somebody or you look at something and it's a weird pimple down there or something that's not smelling right, take the precautions that you need. They literally say the biggest deterrent to catching the coronavirus is if you wash your hands thoroughly throughout the day. So, I but think that's Uncle, look, let me ask you a question. If you want to talk about people washing their hands, be honest. If you're at home in your house and you go to pee, and that's all you do, you only pee, will you wash your hands? Mm, at my house? No. At your house. Majority of people would not wash their hands when they pee at their house. Do you? Yes. <laughs> no, you lying your ass off. Yes, I you do. You lying your ass off. No, you don't. I, <laughs> I do this because me personally... I just, you know, I feel like that's just the most sanitary thing to do. I am, if anybody who knows me knows, I'm one of the most sanitary people you'll ever meet. Say, bro, I'm rubbing my eye a lot over here. You know, I think I'm, uh, 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 might be, uh. Going forward, though, I just, it's it's just a weird, let's just just get past this virus situation because I keep thinking about this and I want to keep looping back around because it was very detailed with this whole situation because For a lot sure. of people it's have a, been talking about it. I mean, this is the number one thing on CNN that they're talking about. Can you believe it? They're not. They're having the coronavirus more than they're having Trump. Well, let's actual talk, since, poll rates nowadays. Since you brought up Trump, let's talk about that. How do you feel about with everything that Trump was saying when he came out? He's saying, you know, this is a major, you know, not a, not that big, not that many people are dying. Well, you've already shared that same sentiment, but how do you feel with it coming from the president? I think that's actually a good thing for him to come out and say so that you're a Trump we supporter. need to come. Yeah, for sure, man. Okay. I think it's something that you should not take with a grain of salt. I mean, that's the easy thing to say. I always say... This is the easy thing to say, but as the president of the United States, when there's less than a thousand confirmed cases, and uh, I don't, uh, well, in in America, in America, okay, okay, less than a thousand confirmed in America, it's already a hundred thousand that's died. No, no, no. Whoa! You or is it like just Joe Biden with these numbers right now, man? Is it a hundred thousand that's died, or a hundred thousand confirmed cases in the world? Uncle Luke, I don't know the I don't know the specifics and the semantics. I can't believe personally. Alice Martell doesn't know that. What? I can't believe that. If you want me to be honest, this has been something I've been uh, keeping up with on the fly. That's why when you say you know you're bringing up the statistics, some things I may say, well, that sounds weird. It's not that I exactly have the actual statistics. It's just that that just sounds like a weird number, and sometimes I just like to 
question you to see if you're going to stand on the number you just said. And, right, it's just been <laughs> – that's kind of funny. And, and it's been going on for – I think I've wanted to talk about this since November when it started coming out a big outbreak in Japan. Not uh, China at first, and now it was in Japan, then it was in the Middle East, and now it's over here in the United States. But uh, just – Want to put any more last tidbits again on this conversation before we move on? This is sure. the last thing I will say. To that chemical warfare thing, I think <laughs> this does show a lot of countries which something they've known from the beginning. If you can perfect a virus or some type of chemical thing, even though I know it's probably against the Geneva or, you know, it's something like that. I know it's probably against some human rights, obviously, but if a, if a country really want to go all the way there, they don't really have to do the nuclear bombs or anything like that. They just have to create the most, you know, the, the, the best bacteria or the best virus. And with CRISPR and things like this with and things like that with genetic um, changes and things going forward with being able to manipulate DNA and going in and taking out what you want to do. Yeah, there's going to be some rough stages at first, but it's going to get to a level where we can take DNA and alter it to the point where you can create a perfect virus. And yes, you know, it may be sci-fi right now, but so was a lot of things 100 years ago, and I think that's something that's on the brink, if you ask me personally. Bro, could you just imagine being a scientist and just your job is to be in the kitchen cooking up the worst possible disease to ever come up with? Is it not like the, the people that created the atom bomb and things like that? When you create these things, you know they're going to kill millions of people. But, I mean, Sir Isaac Newton, his, I mean, uh, Albert Einstein, his goal wasn't to actually have that be uh, Oh, Oh, you're talking about the people that actually created it? Yes, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it is kind of a fucked up mindset to have, especially if it is just for a government agency uh, or the uh, country that you're in to conduct it for them. I think that is kind of a... Well, what about the mindset that say, okay, yes, I'm building this bomb that's going to kill millions of people, but if I didn't create it, someone else would. So it's going to be inevitable anyways. It's mighty well that I do it. I mean, the UN definitely has laws in place that says you can't do that kind of dumbass shit to begin with. But, I mean, everybody doesn't follow the rules obviously because i think it's there's another like i know when we were uh talking about this stuff with iran well i don't even know if we did a exactly. podcast about it people were like you know we're about to go to world war three talked about it in november we might have but i say this if there is a world war i think that's the next level and i think our next war that does happen is not going to be like anyone privy i think it's going to be way less actual foot soldiers which we've said before i think it's going to be so i think it's going to be drones mostly i think it's going to be things along that nature which this is not nothing new people have been saying this but i'm just saying in my opinion i think that that biological warfare and things along that nature i think people are going to get more so into that level to where it's like look we need to um all our conflicts have to be solved before pressing this next step because once we cross the line that we've seen before it's really hard to go back from that is there anything under any circumstances that would have you join the u.s army if we ended up getting in some kind of war I would join the army, and this is the only way I would do it because it's like I, I don't really, you know, I don't support. Of course, I mean, I'm gonna say I'm, I've heard you. I don't, that's what I mean. It's, it's a, a tricky situation. I mean, would never join the army except under one circumstance, okay. like with the space force. Like if we we're doing some detection of our observable galaxy, and we find somehow we can, like, we figure out how to get through a wormhole. And they're like, look, we're taking people from our armies and we're going to send them through this wormhole, wormhole, <coughs> excuse me, and you will be one of the first people to actually see what, what happens going through this. Then I may do that if I'm exploring, like, 
things that's never been explored before out of this planet, that's the only way I'll do it. You know, I hate to do a segue like that, but you just kind of left it so open for me to just take it and run it with. Mm -hmm. Since you're talking about taking the like wormhole to a different planet, I think someone who just dropped, especially him and a couple of other artists that we'll talk about, especially mm, at this particular... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the perfect transition, Uncle He Luke. said on the album, The Dark Planet, and that's what the whole concept of the whole album was about, but Little Uzi Vert has finally came out and released oh, e Baby Pluto. Yeah, Baby Pluto too as well. Okay. Renji. He's finally came out and released Eternal A Take. Do you know who Renji is? Where he's from? Oh, Renji? Well, I know he wants to be called Oh, Renji, but where Renji is from, where he... Uh, I'm guessing is this an anime? An anime, yeah, from Bleach. Uh, but you've already sung your... Oh, you did. You've already sung your praises on the album before the show, before we got it recorded. Is there anything that you want to back off off of? Because uh, you okay. definitely told me um, some very controversial things before little, we started. Little Uzi Vert hasn't released an album in three years. Right. And a lot of things was going out there, whether it was disputes with the label, some people saying he had sex with Don Cannon's um, girlfriend. It was a lot of theories going out of there, but it has to be something going on behind the scenes, which I think he was trying to sound with Rock Nation or he sound with Rock Nation. I think kind of the same thing that was going on with who we're going to talk about a little bit later in this episode. But um, he had all of these things going on. He wasn't able to release music. He stated, hey, I'm going to release Eternal Take. It kept getting pushed back, kept getting pushed back, kept getting pushed back, which we've seen with a lot of artists when either there's label disputes or there's something going on past what they think is going on. They say, hey, this is going to be put out. Then they come out later. Well, this was going on, on with the label. Then the situation happens like with Juicy J where they come out saying, fuck the label with, with established artists where you're like, wait, you're still depending on the label's uh, green light. But he was finally able to release his highly anticipated album, which is gross to possibly sell, you know, project, projected to possibly sell 250,000 to 325,000 units, which is major. And I just want to say this this album is one of the greatest albums. It is, it's going to be the album of the year, mm. you know. Unless something just major happened. Listen to me when I say this. I'm listening. I'm, I just want you to get out, get this all out before we go. There's back maybe one song, one maybe two songs where I'm like, eh, that's okay. Not bad. They're not bad songs. Is it part two? There's an okay song. Yeah, part two was okay. That was okay. I liked, I liked it, but it was okay. Um, but I would say this: from Low Main to Celebration Station to Prices to. I just went um, up on my pace. The one with, uh, <laughs> produced by um, Chief Keef, uh, Chrome Heart Tags, yeah, if I'm Chrome not It go in. It goes hard, bro. And I know I've been telling a lot of people about it. It's been largely loved on social media, but there are some people that come with a contrary opinion, which, you know, music is subjective. There's always going to be alternate opinions. But in my opinion, this really shows whoever's behind him as a label. Okay, yeah, the anticipation, it, it works out. But this dude, Louis Vert, has a major following behind him. Major following, pop level following, which we already know because hip hop is the major, you know, leading hip hop genre. Is pop culture. But this guy is is next level with it, and uh, it, it's just sad to see. It's it, it happens with almost every rapper or almost every musician. There's always disputes with the label, and it just goes and it's going to go deeper until our next conversation. But I just—it's just so weird how, even though we hear these horror stories over and over and over again of artists going through serious, <laughs> you know, going through things like that, whether it's 
the locks, where there is so it, it's so many people that this has happened to, and that this continues to happen. And it just, I, this is why there will never be like a rapper's union. I think because there's always that next hungry artist that just wants that deal, that just needs that fifteen thousand dollars because that's going to change a lot for me right now. Mm. And this is it's going to be weird because I feel like we're kind of having this conversation. We would have to repeat all of these words for over sure. again yeah. for the Megan Thee Stallion next, situation. Yeah. So I think we should kind of conjoin this. But let's first, on this album, all in all, listen to me when I say this. To me personally, I love this album. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, there's a lot of times where you want artists to grow and progress. And yes, Uzi is still going to be on his same subject, like the topics he's talking about. But he's a young artist. He's still in his 20s. So he's going to be talking about the things that he's living right now. He's going to be in the club. He's going to be in the new Audi. He's going to be, you know, popping the bands. He's going to be doing that stuff. But I just love the production on it. I think it had great production. It's very different beats. It's no monotonous sound. You know, mon- you know, there's no same sound all through the album. Monotonous. And a lot of people a lot of people lo- love the Lil Baby album that came out recently. And I listened to it. I mean, it was okay, but it got repetitive to me. The same thing with the new uh, NBA Youngboy uh, album that came out recently as well. To me personally, it's easy for an artist to find a sound that really works for them and just beat it to death. And I really like when an artist can switch it up. Not saying that these, like a little baby and NBA young boy cannot switch it up. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying with their recent projects, I love when an artist can show diversity. That's why Young Thug, to me, is always one of my favorites because I know one thing I can bet for sure, when Young Thug comes out with an album, I don't know what to expect on it. Unless it's something like one of his earlier albums where a lot of his leaks were put on there, which were bangers by themselves. I don't know what to expect when I'm listening to a new Young Thug album. And yes, Lil Uzi Vert doesn't have a lot of albums, but he has enough EPs and collections of music to where I can know this guy, yeah, he has a, um, yeah, he has that. But it's really, really good music to me personally. So... What you're saying is, I hear you. And first things first, shout out to Uzi. He's able to finally release this under his label topics. We've talked about it before. Uh, I mean, it's not much to get into anymore. It's all in the past now. He was finally able to drop. Shouts out to him. But I think kind of the sentiment that you're holding might be the exact opposite on what I'm at with the album right now, too, mm. as well. Okay. So first things first, as you know, there's a man named Lockhart that we both know have a, a relationship with, and he is maybe... Guest of the show, am I, am I for correct? For sure. Okay. And I think he might be the biggest Uzi fan in Texas. I ain't okay. going to say the world, because that's kind of crazy. You know, some crazy white girls out there that says, have sex with I me, Uzi, that he always... more so Japanese girls. Yeah, yeah, too, that man. Fans have sex with me, Uzi. I'm going to show daddy to read it. <laughs> but anyway, and he said he's not too... Says the album is a 6 out of 10. Six out of ten. But but just want to throw that out there that a huge Uzi fan who's, you know, sung his praises about everything that he does thinks the album is a six out of ten. Me, I think Uzi is very underrated as an actual rapper, how he will get on a beat and will just spaz on it for the most part. But I think this is a trend in music or maybe rap that they go hook, bar, hook, bar, hook. They kind of do it backwards now. I don't know if that's the reason because it helps you to remember the song more. Uh, you know, you have the chorus first, then you have your verse, then they have the chorus again, they ha- then they have the uh, hook again, and then they might have the hook that's, again at the end of the song. Music, mu- music setup, though. That's definitely not typical. I'm saying is that typical music setup now because that is not that has not always been the case. Maybe recently, maybe I just noticed with Lil Baby, uh, the Baby, uh, 
you know, Lil Uzi Vert now. I don't. I, I think that's maybe just something to, so to help me remember the song. A lot of well. artists nowadays are making their music like that. Or are you saying Lil Uzi Vert was a lot of doing a lot that? of he repetitively did it in the album as well. But a lot of artists are doing that that I've noticed too. As so, in your opinion, one give a rating of the album and give your reason for it. Why you rated it as such? Well, let, let me not even say that because I haven't listened to the album as much as you. You say you've constantly I've had listened it on to this replay. Album a lot. I've listened to this album a lot. I've listened to every single song on the album. And to me, I think it's kind of off-putting that I can hear that. Uh, but he did say he put that on, on Twitter that this is more so a performing album. Uh, so I guess I can understand that. You know, you want to have songs that you can rock out to. I don't know the last time he's been on tour. But to me... This sounds more like Uzi, Little Uzi Vert versus the World. Maybe some some songs that he came up with. So what do you rate it? I really don't want to say that, man. So let me say this: <laughs> I know Eternal a Take is not the actual Eternal a Take that would have came out when he first, you know, of course, what's it That's called? Obviously, because of what happened with his label, just but then the songs that be, he can't we get clear. We would be critiquing it and saying it sounds dated. <sighs> I, I don't know if that's what I want to say, but I mean, you might be hitting on the head there. But but a lot of the songs are still great on it. Lomaine is crazy, like you said. Uh, Prices is crazy. It's just, I, I don't know, I've heard this from him before. Well, let me come at you from this angle. Okay. Could this dispute with his label be almost a blessing and a curse to raise his, you know, the ambiance around his album so much? Yes, a lot of pressure, but it also brings a lot of notice around it because it's like whoa it's been this so it's been this long since you released and this is almost the same thing as was been going on with a Playboy Cardi he hasn't released the album in a while right. so is this an avenue for more newer artists still you know cuz they're not veterans in the game but they have such a cult following and such a base around them and such a desire for their album to where they're like I'm going to take years whether then I'm not going to do the uh, younger young thug or the Artist that's mixtape, mixtape album, mixtape, mixtape, mixtape album. I'm gonna do now. I'm like project two years later, two and a half years later, three years later. Project. I think that's really great for sustainability. And if you want to stay in the music industry, I mean, Lil Uzi Vert has been on record saying that he doesn't think he'll be rapping ten years from now. But I think if he definitely wanted to, he said from an actual standpoint of him getting booted out and people not liking him anymore. But I don't believe that's true. I think Lil Uzi Vert has that lane. I think he's already elevated himself to that status of, I don't want to say one of the greats, but especially somebody <laughs> no, that that's that. to note for a generation. You know what I mean? When you go to listen to songs, when that song comes on, you'll be able to say, man, Lil Uzi Vert had that crazy run from 2000. 15 to who even knows i think he's still on his run right now to be honest with you and that's why it's just weird to me when people always talk about the who was the greatest rapper of this decorator who's the greatest rapper of that generation of right this, that people have their spurts where they're doing things and it doesn't always have to be the lyrical miracle best rapper in the lyrical sense it could just be who's making really good music right really good and music. i think right. when people when when a little uzi vert when when they first was really coming on when the, the name mumble rapper came out and some people embraced it, some people didn't like it, but I felt like it, now that I'm looking at it, it just feels so lazy because these people are not mumbling. Little Uzi Vert, everything he said in his songs, I understand what he's saying. They're not mumbling. He's making sense. It's almost like what things were saying. I keep going back to Young Thug because I feel like a lot of people nowadays is kind of from under his umbrella of what he did. And 
these people are mumbling just because a lot of senses you may not understand what they're saying. It does not mean they're not making sense and saying something. And that's why I think it's just weird. <laughs> and maybe my, maybe me and the other 325, you know, probably millions of people that actually listen to it, but only 325,000 actual, you know, copies being sold or maybe we just have an obscure music taste and maybe, maybe you only have to have a, 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 a certain, ear for this album to really just enjoy it on the level that I did. Maybe I'm I'm by maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not a good album, but me personally I truly feel like this No, no, a really no, no. That's album. definitely your opinion and that's why I said I don't want to rate it because I've listened literally just to every song once. I just played it through and that's it. So with that too, I to also even more important that I think this is kind of, this is definitely mostly over half the project is old songs that maybe after a little uh Uzi versus the world, or maybe even after Love is Rage 2, uh, part two, you know what I'm saying? The actual part two to what's that song called? All my friends are dead. Push me to the edge. When it's literally the same song, the same cadence that he kept with it the whole time. I I appreciate this song, this uh album as a whole. I'll definitely I'm even my ear might be changed to it, and it was great that you have that opinion of it right now. But to me, uh, especially with the sounds that he had on Love Is Rage 2, I just kind of wanted to hear something different from him. I think I kind of heard the same Lil Uzi from, from me. But is there anything well, else you want to talk about? Just, Go ahead. Just, I want to say, and to wrap up this segment about Lil Uzi Vert. We've been recording 30 just, minutes already. That's crazy. It's been it's good to me to actually see just the growth of artists. Just right, because yeah. as I see myself every day and every year, I look at things and I'm like, dang, I've really grown as a person myself and I'm no longer that person who I was last year. And it's really good just to see artists as well in their own right do the same thing and progress and grow and become better versions of themselves. And I felt like this album was a better version of Lil Uzi Vert from the last time I've heard him. I've heard several features, but to actually hear his own project, me personally, I really liked it. That's great that you can say that, man. And damn, I did it. When we talked about it at the beginning of the show, you just keep throwing me these alley oops that I just gotta take. But well, this artist that we're talking about of, now, yeah, this artist just dropped the EP as well. And you know, I I don't want to put any names out there, or throw throw anybody under the bus. But Megan Thee Stallion just re- released her uh, EP Sugar. It is another mixtape. Sugar, sugar with an A, not an E R. And she said she's not too fond of it. It's more the same now. Uh, this might be a bad pun, but is Megan Thee Stallion a one trick pony? No, I think the the bigger thing going around with Megan Thee Stallion is her obviously her her, her record label. But you want to talk about that before or after? I mean, I didn't listen to her album, so I can't sit here and honestly critique it. I I did not listen to it. I've okay. only been listening to that Uzi, but. Just all in all, I, w- I really wanted to get in and dig deep into we can talk her about contact that, situation because we kind of grazed well. on it with the last topic of Lil Uzi Vert. But if you don't know, Megan Thee Stallion recently came out on her Instagram Live while enjoying a beautiful succulent lollipop. And she was stating her grievances with her <laughs> record label, saying that they're taking her money from her. They're doing her wrong. It's a fucked up deal. She just All she wants is to re- renegotiate. She's not getting her percentages. Typical artist talk. Mm. And to which Carl Crawford, the person that is over 1501, former MLB player, he came out. He said, look, you, I mean, your, your mother, T. Ferris, you guys came up with this deal. I was new to the game. I didn't come up with this contract. It's a 60-40 split. Um, look, if, if it wasn't for Jay Prince, 
Rock Nation would have just, you know, because she's trying to sign with Rock Nation. She signed with them for management. She's also signed to 300. And she said, if I didn't, if I didn't have Jay Prince, they would have took you from me. They're, you know, he's saying this is a stick up. The lawyers came, said ain't no renegotiating. This is what you're going to take. And it's a back and forth. Now she's sued um, Carl Crawford and thrown Jay Prince into it as well, into which Jay Prince came out and made his statement on Instagram about the fallacious lies. It's just, it, how many times can we see the same situation at a certain point? Megan was twenty. Megan Thee Stallion was 23 years old when she signed this contract, the same okay. age as I am right now. And if I'm this age right now, and she's a collegiate, she was in college longer than me. I only went to college... Two, uh, one and a half semesters. Okay, that's not she fair. She was in college longer fair. than me. You can't say it or something like that. She was in college. In this day and age, if you're signing a music contract, I don't care if you you think, look, this is just me for having fun. I'm never gonna make it. This is just stuff I do on the side for bread. This shit just for fun, you know. Some sort of lawyer should look at uh, at the contract. Even if it's a bullshit lawyer that you're paying, at least get somebody eyes on this better than yours. Right. And to which, even at the end, you can say, look, I did what I could do, and now I'm still in this situation, and it's fucked up. But if we haven't seen this before, it's been shown over and over again. If you want to be in the music industry, you got to give up some ass to get some ass. And I don't need, mean that in a sexual sense. And I don't mean that in the... Uh, conspiracy theorists either where you got to kill a family member for the Illuminati. <laughs> I mean, in a sense, you have to give up some of yourself, whether it's your, your, your publishing, your masters, majority of your profits, your role, you know, your tour money, your merchandise money. In the beginning, it's rare that an artist in the music industry is able to get a beneficial deal for themselves, which is why some artists, maybe like a Young Dolph, will say, look, I'd rather stay independent. I may do a distribution deal. But a lot of these artists end up in a situation like Meg where you're looking at your finances and not only are you just signed to 1501, you're also signed to 300 who owns the copyrights to the name Megan Thee Stallion and Hot Girl Summer and XYZ. And now you're trying to go and get with another major label. And to me personally, when She's I see things like this... already signed to Rock Nation, isn't she? Management. But I'm saying as an artist where they can get her publishing and things like that. It's just weird to me that I keep seeing this over and over again, and it just shows people will continuously go for the same tricks if you don't search or do research on the history. So, a couple of things that I want to say real quick about this topic. You didn't like my little pun. You know, I'm not really funny all the time. I said Megan Thee Stallion, One Trick Pony. That wasn't really... Oh, that's what you meant by that. Uh, you know, went over your head a little bit. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Uh, but, two, let me ask you this, then. Uh, I know we talked about it before, but for the people, we kind of just assumed that they already knew what it was. But can you explain to us exactly what a 360 deal is? Where the label gets a portion of everything from every angle that you do. Whether you're on TV, you get paid for endorsement, you get paid for a walkthrough, you get paid for your merchandise, you get paid for your tour. And neither one of us are record label execs. Record music industry lawyers, uh, any neither one of us had a rap contract, right. so we're just speculating. Obviously, and none of us have actually seen the actual contract. Yeah, I know some details of it have came out, and a lot of the information about it has came out. But that's the and social not media, in the, and, and you can only believe so much of what's been put out. But actually, a lot of the information from the deal has not actually been in Megan's favor. It's been shown out that they've actually given her money, and you know, to call Crawford as he came out, he said, "Look, I have receipts." She said she only got fifteen thousand. I can show I gave her. Six 
60 or 50 when we got the $300,000 advance. He's saying he has receipts. And this is what happens so many times. You see it over and over again. An artist there at the beginning, they're making all this money. They're getting all this money. And then the money stops. And then they look up and they're like, okay, somebody did me wrong because the money ain't coming in anymore. Right. And it's just because you didn't do your due diligence in the, in the pre. If you set yourself up right in the beginning, then you'll be lasting better in the end. And I see a lot of people on social media in defense of Megan Thee Stallion, which is what happened on most cases when you have a major known and loved artist going against an unknown entity. A lot of times the people are going to go with the artists that they love because they see her in this lighting. Like, look, who would do Megan this way? A lot of people's coming out saying, y'all niggas. Uh, not reading y'all terms and agreements on Apple Music, but y'all critiquing like, bro, the hyperbole, the stuff don't make sense, bro. When you're signing a label with a contract, any contract, really, yes, you should read it. When you're really signing a contract that can affect you going forward in a lot of senses is almost like a loan. A lot of these record label deals, That's one label, so one rocket, three, record label contracts are loans right. the advancement and things like that they're loaning you this money so that you can return the investment and things like that so to me personally if i was in a situation where i had some music going for me and i understand i totally understand that a lot of people may be coming from impoverished backgrounds where that twenty thousand dollar thirty thousand dollar fifty thousand dollar advancement can set a lot of things right for what you're going through right now but you always got to have that mindset that master p had where if you're offering me a million, a hundred thousand, fifty thousand, twenty thousand, five thousand. I must be really worth two, three times more than that because you're you're going to try to make a recoup. Right. So why not bet on myself right. at the end? And right. even if you don't make it, you know, if you look up and you're like you don't make it, at least you can always say, look, I bet on myself and I put all my faith in myself and wherever I was supposed to be, that's where I ended up at. Instead of being in a situation where you're enjoying the ride, but then you look up there behind you, you're the one that's about to get fucked because they took everything from you. Elegantly stated, but let me also let me play devil advocate for Megan Thee Stallion, even though I think we're kind of in the same boat about this as well. But of course, her mother, T. Ferris, obviously agreed on this deal back in the day as she signed off for it. Okay, of course, she only has no one else to blame but to have actual lawyers in here that could have been told her before Rock Nation's people helped her get in between this and trying to uh, renegotiate everything. But also, in a player aspect in the NFL, that's also a huge problem with Dak Prescott that happened the past two years. Someone that had a contract, they've outperformed the contract exponentially, especially Megan Thee Stallion in her, in her rights. Even though it may not be the exact same situation to where you know the legal matters and to the actual money getting paid out to, hasn't she not earned the right from fifteen hundred uh, to actually you know put forth a deal that's more 50-50 and not just them taking every single cent that she has while she's on tour. Hasn't she earned Absolutely. that right already? You know, I try to pride myself on being a, a fair person. Right. I never want to be in a situation where I'm trying to take advantage of Someone who of hates capitalism, right? Or, or being somebody Someone who hates over. capitalism is feeling, you know. No, listen. Okay. I've never been someone to be unfair. In any situation, if I'm going into a, a deal with someone, I'm going to try to make it where it benefits both of us. I'm not going to try to you know, fuck someone over. And if we agree, you know, in the beginning, because, you know, there's always that possibility. Everybody thinks they're going to be that superstar, but not everybody makes it. Only the 1% of the 1% actually make it to that superstardom. Mm. So if in the beginning we agree, look, I'm going to give you this 50000 and I need four albums, and I'm going to put almost $2 million into you, and we're going to build this up from the ground up. And we build it up, and we get into where I'm about to start getting my money back, and you start telling me we need to re renegotiate. Mm. When you owe me four albums, and you only gave me one and mm. some mixtapes, 
that I'm gonna have a problem. Hell no, we not renegotiate. <laughs> I need my money first that I put into you. I need that back first, then we can do another deal. Okay, now you wanna do this? Okay, yeah, now because you're not in the black or the red with me anymore. Now we're good. Now also to note, Megan Thee Stallion has not released any albums. Everything has been all uh, EPs. So I think that's kind of also something to know too, especially too with her team saying that she can't release money. Uh, release music. Uh, Even I though they came Sugar. out recently, said the the you know the court said they can't stop her from releasing it, which is why she dropped this Sugar, yeah, Sugar recently, right. which a lot of fans have I've been seeing they aren't really rocking with it, and it's really hard because a lot of Megan Thee Stallion earlier music, as I will admit, being from Houston, I loved a lot of Megan Megan Thee Stallion music, whether it's Freak Nasty and everything like that. She has a lot of good music. Megan Thee Stallion is a really great artist. I'm not taking out anything away from her, but as we've seen before with a lot of great artists where they end up getting in situations where they're getting fucked or it's too many hands in the pot and you're looking up and you're like, where the money going because I'm getting paid last. Then you be in a situation where you feel like somebody that fucked you over. Almost like the the man that helped raise me, Lil Wayne, when you, okay, you riding in the Bentleys, you riding in the Bugattis and then you looking up and you saying, well, you owe me $50 million now. That's something you should have been paying attention to while the funds are still good. Right. You need to be on these things like this so you don't end up like Rihanna where you look up and, the, you know, you got certain three, three to ten million or whatever missing from the account where you thought it was supposed to be here. A lot of people feel like, and it should be in a perfect world. It should be where the artist, the only thing the artist has to worry about is creative things. They only have to worry about the album. They only have to worry about this because the finances and everything is right and it's fair and the money goes where it's supposed to be. But we're not in a perfect world. We're not in a place where things are just happening the way they're supposed to be. In a lot of cases, people are always looking out to cover for themselves. And while a person like me will say, yes, I try to be fair as I can, in a lot of these situations when people are like, look, I'm leveraging this and that, I'm leveraging my life i need to recoup this you got to give me this back and then at the end of the day when people start playing that oh we was family we was family you could throw that shit to the side once we sign on this dotted line that family shit is done we going by this contract and i think a lot of people confuse that they always say business and family do not mix and while i you know me when i get to the money i want to be able to help my family and put them in positions but i know you cannot force a family member to do something in the business right and a lot of these motherfuckers feel like man my brother my brother the owner of this shit what i look like yeah i'm gonna be, i'm gonna be there but i'm gonna be there a little late Oh, yeah, my vacation. I I, I was going to put it in. But, you know, mama and them, mama told me mama wanted me to go with her to the behind. No, bruh. It don't work like that. That family shit is dead when y'all decide that y'all going to be in business together. Yeah, I'm not going to backstab you, but there should be. Listen, what benefits the business? This is why. And I know I'm kind of going on a rant here, but. No, we're listening. This is why. We're listening. Any job I have. I always have in my mind state, this is a job. Even if I'm in a career, I always boil it down to I have to look out for my self-interest because I know at the end of the day, if the X's and the O's match up together and it makes you more money to get rid of me, you're going to do it with no problem. And that's why I hate when jobs come out and they say, you know, we're family here. We need to be family. This ain't no damn family. We're here to make the money match. And if it don't make money, it don't make sense. And in a lot of these situations, if we're not making the amount of money that you're supposed to be making, that friendship it's it, that friendship dead. And it go all the way out the window. And we look at a situation like Future and Rocco where he got to pay him this money back. And he and Rocco come out and say, I want y'all to hold that nigga tour money. Hold that money so I can get my money. Because I don't feel like that nigga going to pay me. Even though I helped this nigga get to where he's supposed to be at now. 
I don't feel like that nigga gonna pay me, hold his money, and which he did and then he got paid, and now they can be friends. After you get your money, yeah, we can be cool again. I'm not gonna trust you, because I see how you do, but we, 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 can, we can do shit, but I know I'm not gonna trust you no more. Man, I think you said a mouthful. Preach, I think everything you said is one million percent the way that it should be and how it is. You know, you know a lot about management and just everything just related to that kind of cer certain circumstances and situations. Did you take those classes in college or is that just everything that you learned on your own, man? Uncle Luke, the only thing I learned while I was in college is how to roll fat blunts and go to every party. Huh. I, I never, Uncle Luke, when I think about to being back in school, I didn't give a fuck about no class. And I know I, I mean, it wasn't, the class wasn't hard. I always tell people the reason why I dropped out of college was not because of the curriculum. It was just because I felt like a fish all the way out of water, 10 miles, you know, beached. So it, it just wasn't my environment. I looked around and I said, this ain't where the fuck I need to be. And this ain't where my money at. I need to get to the money and it ain't for me here. And so that's why I left, you know, school. I never was on no studying and shit like that. I ain't opened a textbook once. And I'm not bragging about it because if you're in school and you're spending that bread, you need to get what you're there to get, but it just wasn't for me. Someone in Nick Cannon who's went back to school and also the Megan The Stallion who's trying to finish school who says she's like six credits away from having her health administration uh, degree. Nick Cannon has brought up that he went back to school because there's if they, they can take everything from you in this world and you know what I mean, the government, they can take this shit from you with no... Questions asked. The only thing that they can never take away from you is your education. Is there any circumstances where you think I you think might bullshit. ever go back to college just because? Just Two for things. you? I think that's bullshit. One, as we've seen, yeah, it was probably a commemorative degree, but we've seen what happened with Bill Cosby when his ass got locked up and they started taking that shit back. So uh, that, with the education... In a lot of senses, a lot of people these that get these degrees, they don't learn shit. They just learn how to remember stuff down to pass these tests and get a you know and get a passing grade. That that doctor that got that D but still passed is still gonna be that doctor mm. if it met the requirements. Even if it was one point above it, if they met the requirements, they met the requirements. So to say they can take anything away from you, but they can't take your 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 education. I mean, if they take away your the, your your clinical, you know, if you become a doctor and they take that away from you because you're violating some HIPAA laws, I mean, they took it away from you. At home I mean, practices? yeah, you can do some, some black market surgery, I guess, but they still took away your main earn, to earn that money. Now, to say that you have to go to a four-year program where you have to be $80,000 in debt when you can just learn a trade or something along that lines, I mean, it's so many ways to get to the money that that dumb shit is so played out that... Go to college, do this, do that. I feel like that shit dead. It's, uh -oh. it's so many ways to get to the money out here. I mean, if that's your route to get it, I'm not knocking you, but don't knock nobody else when they say, man, I can get to the money right now. I don't got to wait. But okay, let, let's go completely out the left field and say, do you think college is a scam? Do you think that the system in, that we have in place right now, that college just does not fit for most people? Of course you can say it doesn't fit for most people, but do you think that's just not the route that most Americans should take now? Uncle Luke. Next level education is Because we still need doctors. We still need lawyers. Next level education can never be a scam. Blah, 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 blah. Taking your knowledge to that next level to where you go somewhere and you study something and you take that and you become an expert and you become a pro to the point where you know more than two times, three times more than the average person in this particular subject. This is how we continue to advance. This is how we continue to grow as a society. To say that is a scam will be ignorant. Mm. But the system in the way that it's set up, you can critique a system and not say that the thing that it's working or involved in is wrong. 
the college system, the way that it's set up right now, is wrong. It is too expensive. It gets people too far in debt. I don't feel like a lot of these degrees there that are available actually translate to anything useful into actual society. I think that the system, as most do, can start off in the most innocent and best way and then work its way to somewhere where it's no longer in the best light or it's evolution is not a contest but it's not going in a way that it should be to become better i think with a lot of these universities and a lot of people what i've seen all of their lives they hear you go to you go to middle school you go to uh, you know high school you go to college you get the job you get to this and i do feel like a lot of people in the newer generations aren't looking at that shit anymore in the same light a lot of people are like look i see how to get the money whether it's seeing stuff on social media whether it's the kids now you know probably used to want to be astronauts and now they want to be vloggers i think people are seeing it with 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 the internet and things like that when you're able to see people make money off selling products you're able to see people set making money on only fans you see people making money on so many different ways that they look at this and they say okay my mom been paying her school loans and she just died and a little bit of that debt translated to somebody else in our family whereas my older sibling or not my cousin that Kanye was she went and got her you know cosmetology degree and now she's working with uh, X, Y, and Z with you know Beyonce on her traveling team getting paid two hundred thousand dollars a year, just being on commit. I mean, on salary, doing hair for X, Y, and Z. I think a lot of these people are looking at this and saying, "Wow, I don't have to align myself with this," you know, mindset that's been in so many people before me. I can make my money a different way and be my own boss. I think people now, even more, and it probably was a lot of people in the, in the past. Obviously, that want to be their own boss, but I think. It's so much better when you can see something being done. Growing up, you know, before cell phones, people, if you wasn't in my direct vicinity doing this, Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going on. If you wasn't in my direct vicinity making money doing X, Y, and Z, I didn't know you could make money doing that. Mm. But now, with everything at our fingertips, and yeah, we can say that social media is negative and things like that because you can see the bad you can see people get their head cut off you can see abuse and everything like that it's so much good because now you can see the possibilities out there that you never would have saw before you can see those ways to get to things that you never knew would be possible even myself every day i learn wow you can do that and you make how much doing that i didn't know that and then taking that to that next level and continue to grow do you think this is the golden age then this is the best time to be alive in the world ever or is that just under the circumstances that it's all electronic-based? I mean, yes, it's one of the best times to be alive in a lot of senses, whether it's health. You know, yeah, healthcare isn't free, but the things that we do have at our palms, if you can afford it, is next to none. You know, I wouldn't want to go back to the 16th century and have to get my leg amputated because I broke it. And now it's going to be become infectious. I know we have antiseptics and things like that and sanitation. Now, even earlier, talking about the coronavirus, if there was no, you know, sanitation and things to that next level where we didn't even know what germs were, then we all would just be going around still sick and dying and plagues and everything like that. So in a lot of cases, yes, this is the golden age, but it's a lot of things that's not the best. I don't think there's ever going to be a time where we can just be like, this is perfect. Mm. Because as humans... We're a perfect composition of organized and unorganized, chaos and peace. I think we're an integration of both of those things together. And I think that there is no human being happiness where everything is just perfect. We need that controversy. It adds and helps us appreciate the good times, if you ask me personally. I think that's really well stated, man. 
Let's move on, though, and talk about the presidential race. Will you be voting? I might, Uncle Luke. A lot wow. of people lately, look, this is weird. Mm. This is weird. I feel like Chuck D right now. I used to be, you know, fight the power, public enemy, the black man. <laughs> on my on my Dr. Umar Johnson. Uh, Dr. Umar Johnson, yes, sir. You got to politic before you. Wait, wait, no, he said, how'd he say it? Politics yeah, over pussy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Community over coochie. <laughs> you know, but. Comedy, bro. No, no, I'm, no I don't think I'm going to vote. If you want me to be 100% honest, Uncle Luke. I mean, I've always felt this two, two, two hands of the same person just from both ends of the spectrum. Right. I, I mean, think Hillary and uh, fucking Donald Trump really, really, really excavated that uh, shit as well. Too. I mean, we've I seen think President Obama and fucking uh, Mitt Romney, too. I think those two motherfuckers definitely were just... Presidents yeah, is the, the ultimate popularity contest. And it's me personally, as somebody that's never really been that popular, I've never really been into the semantics. Lies, the lies. Party. So I, I've never Lies. been a popular person, so I've never Lies. been one of those people that's into the, you know, pop. What's going on in pop culture or anything like that? But to me, I mean, look, bro. I think in the end, I think it's gonna be um, Bernie versus Trump, and you never know, bro. I think Bernie might just be that, you know, the fire extinguisher needed for Trump. He's not gonna go where a lot of those candidates would have went. I think if Mike Bloomberg. Would have got the nomination. He would have tried to play Trump's game where he's going at Trump and they're going at each other and everything like that. I think Bernie Sanders is going to go the opposite way. He's going to try to be the fire to, tr- I mean, the water to Trump's fire and right. try to be the opposite end. But look, I mean, what did he? I mean, Bernie has a lot of radical things where a lot of people may say, "Oh, he's super left," which people in other countries may be like, "He's not really that left," you know. But I, I think the same old, same old gonna happen, man. I really. It, I, it would be a shock to me if a president get in there and it's just major drastic changes. I mean, they all get in there, they 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 you know dig their heels in on this and that, and they have this one thing that they try to get in there and get out with. But I don't know how far it's really gonna go. I mean, it's good to have pie in the sky dreams, but to actually get in there and actually put the things in place, I think that's the part where a lot of presidents fail. And I think a lot of this is people just. It's almost like the 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 average American is like a battered a battered girlfriend you know mm. we, we we have these illusions of grandeur of these candidates we, and what we, they we, promise we see us. them they promise us this they promise us that then they smack us and they rob us <laughs> and they go out the back door like obama with the bankers and then they get you know get these gigs with the bankers where they're speaking for these millions of dollars and they go out the back door and they get the money and they do everything like that and then we're, we're we're drawing out and then we're like well we need someone better and we do the same thing over again and i say we even though i haven't voted but it's just me it's, you, you get tired of seeing the same thing and i've only been alive 23 years so i haven't seen a lot a lot of elections but if you look back on stuff it's just like man this is all bullshit and i think when you pay attention to it i mean yeah people be like you you know your ancestors fought for your rights to vote and i think that's just using stuff on you you know, using history against you when you have more knowledge now than not saying you're smarter than the people from back then. But you've seen how things have happened and how things have changed and what corresponded to the actions of your ancestors. And sometimes to look at that and say, well, they fought for this and they really wanted this. And when they got this, it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. It's like you wanted that new iPhone and then you got it and you're like, man, this is too much and it's unnecessary. You get things and it helps you realize, okay, this wasn't what I wanted. This That's problem solving. To, to, to select the option, 
You look at your results, and if the results is not what you wanted them to be or what you need them to be, you go back and you assess again. And I think to critique people and say, well, you're not voting or you're not participating in the system, I think that's a lower level of looking at it. I think it's more so like, look, if we continuously pay, you know, put these people in office and the people with more money than us just lobby and they say, well, look, I'll give you this amount of money if you get this in there. And that's typically what they hang their hat on, what the most money came from goes to. I just think it just keeps putting us in the same situation to keep, you know, having high hopes and into disappointment. I just get to the point where I'm like, well, I'm just not going to believe in this shit anyways. And I watch y'all and pay attention to y'all. I pay attention to it, but I'm not going to put, you know, be a core, be in this choreograph or be in this dance of, you know, follow the leader. And also, too, we forgot to mention it as well. Houston, uh, Texas just had their biggest show out for voters for uh, uh, the Over local TSU, elections. Right? Yeah. And they were people in like line hours. for seven hours. One man waiting seven hours to vote. Do you think that's actually a way to try and diminish it? Or do you think they just didn't expect that many people to actually show up and didn't have as many, as many booths available? Uncle Luke, I wouldn't wait in a line. <laughs> If they had Prime Pinky and Lisa Ann and Sarah J from the neck down in a room, butt naked, with 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 uh three pan, three three bottles of Crisco, some rope and some leather chaps, I wouldn't I wouldn't wait in line seven hours for that, Uncle Lou. Okay. What I look like waiting in line seven hours to cast a ballot for Elizabeth Warren before she drop out the race a week later. Right, and also too, Elizabeth Warren has dropped out and Mike Bloomberg. People's kind of sleeper, what's the call it, especially for them to fall out the race this early. I think Mike Bloomberg, you know, with how much he spent on ads, I every Five, around five hundred million, right? Every YouTube video I watched had Mike Bloomberg on it that so that's crazy how deep that man, see, that man pocket. And I know a lot of that probably he had to pay certain things to go forward. So it's not like he just spent the money on advertising yeah, and stuff sure. like that. But if he really used that, yeah, you can't give a million. Uh, I've seen dudes like, you know, give each American one million, you know. But if he would have just been like, <laughs> look, I'm giving out free money and shit. Vote for me as a president. I think if he would have spent that equal amount of money that he kept spending on them damn ads that you've seen everywhere, there was YouTube, TV, everywhere. If he just spent the money just giving motherfuckers money, I think he would have got more votes. And I think, too, Trump, he didn't want to come out with how much he disclosed for the 2016 presidential campaign. But I think he probably spent around the same much as Mike Bloomberg did. I know there's no such thing as, you know, people say there's no such thing as a good or moral or ethical billionaire. But I think it would be, like, so hilarious if a billionaire was just, like, it, it probably would be someone like Elon Musk. Well, they just paid to just see how far they can get with the election, but take it serious. And then when they're about to be kicked out, just be like, this is how far. I just wanted to show y'all, just based off on money, this is how far you can go alone. On money. Yeah. That's where we're at in today. It's just, it's weird to me when, when you look at things like that or like a Black Bloomberg where you know the only reason he's here is because of the money behind him. And you still can look at this and not think we're in a plutocracy. It, it just don't make sense to me. Money rules America. Good or bad or indifferent from every topic that we talked about today, just shown another level of how money runs America. This has been another episode of the Southern Oz Podcast with Malice Martell and Uncle Daddy Luke. Like, subscribe, listen. We are on Anchor now. We could be on Apple Music if you look at our Apple Podcast. 
We was waiting for the message back from Apple. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can get this. You know the people been hitting, been hitting me up. I've been telling them we've been back on, and they've been saying, "Well, where's the content?" It's on Anchor. Okay, Anchor.fm/slash Southern Alice. I'm going to put it in the bio, or I'm going to find a way to. I'm I'm trying to connect these episodes back to the older podcast we had. Mm-hmm. We actually left the actual platform that that one was on to another platform, which is, is going to be kind of tricky getting the episodes back connected to that. So you may have to just look this up individual. I don't know how it's going to work out, but we are out there. If you are able to listen to this, maybe it's 30 years from now and, you know, maybe that chemical warfare has happened and you just listen to this, seeing what humanity was like before the apocalypse. I don't know, but I do know this. Like, subscribers, you will have a way of finding us and we're out of here, you damn dirty apes.